BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And today we have a very special episode of BizQuick for you. Today is Veterans Day and we are going to honor our military. Today is all about the servicemen and women who actually defend and protect our country and our freedoms. It's a really important day in our country and I am, Corey and I are excited to bring this podcast to you. We have a very special guest, um, Rob H., is that Rob, our- Rob H. out of a state in this country. <laughs> there you go. Rob H. out of a state in this country. Um, he actually, how would you well, describe what he does? So, yeah, all jokes aside. So he he works with the military. He mm-hmm. um, does, like, he, he trains people. He trains the, the boots on the ground type of thing. He's he's well-connected. His son served, like, you know, all sorts of, you know, stuff like that. But he's... Um, an international man of mystery. And, he really is. Um, he has a story where he worked with a billionaire on a yacht for some time. I found out he's a CPA also. Like, it, he's full of surprises. But the the work that he's in, he's not really at liberty to really talk about it publicly. And we're not really allowed, I'm sure what we're allowed to say. But we do know mm-hmm. that he, Rob, is, uh, he owns the management recruiters of Fairfax. Um, yes. And so he, um, in his spare time. In his spare time, yeah, no, yes. no, his full time job is he's a recruiter. Uh, he, he owns a recruiting company, and they work primarily with insurance companies in the Mid Atlantic region. So yeah, helping find talent for insurance companies. Exactly. So, Veterans Day is um, a you know it's an important day in our country, and one that um, seems to be losing significance and importance over time. Right? People seem to honor it less and less and less as as the years pass by which is really sad to see because the military is so important for our freedoms and this year i think is especially important on veterans day because of everything that we just went through in afghanistan and also because of the um the need to defend our freedoms as citizens more than ever right now because of the things that are um, happening in this country. I mean, basically, our, our freedoms are under attack, whether people believe it or not. I, I completely agree. And it's that there's so many things that that go into what you're just talking about there. And like, it could be as trivial as like, the fact that Veterans Day falls on a a, a particular day, 1111, mm-hmm. versus like Memorial Day is always the last Monday in May. And you know, like, it's just, it's harder to, like, for people to remember where they got their busy lives all over the place, and it's just, I mean, it could be as trivial as that, but it could also be, I mean, we could be in the, the final stages of the empire here, where this is basically how Rome collapsed, where their military was off fighting all of these wars, you know, in foreign lands, and everybody back at home was just, like, so detached from it that they didn't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And, you know, Memorial Day, I think the reason that Memorial Day gets so much more hype and you know, 
notice is because it's the unofficial start to summer. People look at it as a three-day weekend. They get to party. They're going to the beach, whatever it is, to the mountains. And it's not really so much about those who died. And there is a big difference. This is one of my biggest pet peeves on the planet, the people who don't know the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Memorial Day is for those who lost their lives defending our country. Veterans Day is for everyone who has served. It's important. It is important. Yeah. Thank you for making that definition. Well, I just, you it. know, you know, this is my second favorite day of the year. <clears throat> this is, vet, I love, I love Veterans Day. My mom loved Veterans Day and it's just a really, it's an important day. And I'm glad that we're doing this podcast and I'm really glad that we have Rob coming on because, well, y'all are going to love Rob. He's a little bit of a character. He, he is. He's got his own podcast and he's, he's just a, he's a, and a fun guy to talk to. Like all of the conversations we've had with him are very enjoyable. Um, regardless of whether we're talking business or just shooting the shit. Yes. 100%. So before we bring Rob in and we take a break, I'm going to ask you a question, Corey. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. And I'm going to say, give me one thing that we can do as a country that will help to recognize the importance of, our military. I think that, I mean, just like a lot of, because I mean, being in the military for a lot of people, um, especially the, the boots on the ground, the people who like the volunteer, um, whatever it is, army, Marines, Navy, etc. Like they go in, they do their, their four years and then they leave. And then everybody just kind of looks at like, Oh, well you joined the military. Like you're basically, you have no skills. And that's the thing that, like, angers me about that, like, as a career, as a job, and a lot of other things, um, is that there's so many skills that you have to learn to be successful to, you know, like, and it, it, granted, there's a lot of different, you know, jobs that you could have in the military, but you're, you're devoting four years of your life to a thing, like, that displays loyalty, like, you have to learn how to work in teams, you have to learn how to navigate politics, like, social politics, actual politics, like, there's so many like skills that come out of that that people just discredit because they're like, oh, well, you didn't go to college or, you know, when you were, you know, you haven't worked in a, a corporate office before. Like, I, I feel that that prepares people so much more for real life than four years of getting drunk in college and then going straight into a nine to five office job. Yeah, I think I, I think you I, I love that. And I think you hit it on the head earlier when you said that. We're so detached from what they do, from what um, servicemen and women do to actually defend and protect our country and our freedoms. And um, we don't we just don't think about it. I mean, you know, I, I think it's more uncommon than common now to see to hear people actually like thank a service person for their service when they see them. Right. Um, it just used to be a really big deal and it just doesn't feel like it is anymore. And um, it just I don't know. It, it kind of pisses me off, Corey. And that's, I, I feel like you should, you know, perfectly in the right to be pissed off about that. But um, we, unfortunately, have to take a break because okay. we've got Rob about to come on. And uh, we'll bring Rob on and we'll talk about whatever we talk about. So, see you on the other side. We've launched a whole new coaching program aimed at helping small business owners accelerate their revenue. This one-on-one, -on -one, well, technically two, coaching is built around your schedule and your goals and will help keep you on track to make your business a success. There are no strings attached, no long commitments, and at $600 a month, it's priced perfectly for any small business owner. 
If you're struggling to find time to grow yourself and your business, or you want to find ways to improve your financial situation, head on over to sbpace.com small dash business dash coaching to sign up. All right, and welcome back to the show, everybody. We are excited to have Rob on. How are you doing today, Rob? Doing just fine. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks for being on the show. We're excited to talk about this. So we gave you kind of a brief introduction, and uh, we know that, um, you know, we, we said that you work with um, a lot of the uh, men and women overseas, and you do training and that type of stuff. I mean, you, like like you work with the actual boots on the ground. You're not rubbing elbows with the the people up in the ivory tower, as you said. Like you're you're working with the boots on the ground. So um, I don't know what you can and cannot talk about that, but you want to just kind of give everybody just an idea of, of who you are? Yeah, sure. So my name is Rob Houghton. I run I run an executive search organization called Management Recruiters of Fairfax based in Virginia. And uh, what I also do is I work in organizational development and motivation with our uh, U.S. Special Forces uh, groups I work at the uh, group level with with the ODAs, which are the guys that actually do the fighting, don't really spend much time with the officers, like you said, in the ivory tower. Uh, so I'm working with men on the ground that do all the fighting. And and like I said, so uh, I am not a Green Beret. Uh, so like I said, I work with U.S. Special Forces, and it's mostly at the organizational level. We, we help teach, mentor, instruct them how to communicate better, how to lead their troops better, and that sort of thing. I love that. I First off, I want to say thank you for um, training them and spending time on that. And I want to go to the question of Veterans Day. And um, we talked a little bit yesterday about you know Veterans Day and why it's so special to, to me personally. It was my mom's favorite day. It's the day we spread her ashes. And, um, you know, some funny stories growing up about Veterans Day and funny only in that she got like heated when people didn't observe Veterans Day. And I guess I'm just <clears throat> curious for you, like, what does Veterans Day mean to the people that are serving or have served? Right. I know that most citizens don't don't really give it the, the meaning yeah. that it deserves. So how, how do how do you. Um, those who have served and who are serving, how do they view Veterans Day? Veterans Day by U.S. military forces uh, is viewed very seriously. It's a badge of honor. It's an ethos. Actually, Veterans Day is for both the living and the non-living, although Memorial Day is set aside specifically for the non-living. But it is inclusive, but primarily the focus is on people that are uh, still serving and and also have served their country in the military that are still living. What it means to me is that it's that one day of the year when we're all texting each other, we're all calling each other up, much more so than we would ever do on Thanksgiving or Christmas or any other holiday of the year. It, it, it's simply for military veterans, and again, I'm not U.S. Special Forces, uh, but for, for, for military veterans, it is the most important day of the year, bar none. You know, it is a brotherhood unlike any other brotherhood. I hear this stuff about professional sports is the ultimate brotherhood. The NFL, the, the, you know, I hear 
the Billionaires Club, the Hollywood Club. Trust me on this. There's no club like Special Operations Club. And because you are an international man of mystery, you might belong to all of those clubs. <laughs> <laughs> you really might. You really might. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I can't remember who I really am half the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, I, I will, I will say this. It is the only, like I, when I um, hear like, you know, pro sports players or, you know, Hollywood elite or, you know, the, you know, these billionaire clubs. And then I hear veterans club, veterans club is the only one that I would have some sort of desire or wish that I would be a part of. Right. There's just a tremendous amount of pride and sacrifice that goes into being yeah. a member of that club. What's yeah, it like? Well, as an example, so I was at Fort Polk doing some training with U.S. Special Forces about a month ago. And who shows up to do a concert? Toby Keith. Right. Big star. Man, I tell you what, he would do anything to be a U.S. Special Forces soldier. You know, I mean, it's it, it's that important to him. And to see him sing and to perform in, in, in front of soldiers, you can tell that's where his passion is. And I think a lot of uh, celebrities would give anything to have experienced that sort of thing in their life. One thing that I want to talk about, and I know that you can you can definitely mention or, 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 or talk on this subject, is when we talk about Veterans Day or the military or people who have served – everybody immediately just probably pictures some movie or TV show where there's people running around with guns, shooting bad guys, whatever. But there's so many other people that are just as important to keep the, the military going, like the behind the scenes people, the people who are, you know, doing the work, uh, uh, you know, feeding the soldiers or, you know, working in the mailroom if there's such thing as a mailroom anymore, you know, <laughs> that type of stuff. Um, and I, I mean, and that's like, I, I feel like any business that, there's a lot of people who don't get the credit that they deserve and they're just as important because without them, yeah, we couldn't fight. Yeah. So, uh, it's like a difference between special operation forces, which include us special forces, which are green berets, seals, Marine special operations, air force, air force, para, para rescue, all sorts of other special operations units that can't be mentioned on this, uh, podcast for obvious reasons. But, you know, they tend to get a lot of the credit, but what we call big military, the big army, the big Navy, the guys behind the scenes, you know, the supply chain, human resources, uh, the budgeting group, all these people are extremely important because the military operates with a huge tail. In other words, it, it's, it's got a huge supply chain behind it, people that supply the food in the combat areas. I mean, it's a true team. You know, everyone is as important as everyone else, and you're only as strong as your weakest link. So it's a full team effort. And, uh, you know, conventional units fight with special operation units all the time, and everyone has a huge amount of respect. You know, this Army versus Navy, Navy versus Air Force, who's got the better pilots and all this, that's a bunch of bullshit. We all work together, you know, everyone. I didn't know that. Top to bottom. It makes for good TV, though. It really does. (laughs) It really does. I want to... Take, I want to take a trip down a little bit of a slippery slope. And um, if you cannot talk about it, tell us. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about what just happened this past late summer, early fall in Afghanistan. And how that was, 
in my opinion, and I listened to um, Jocko's entire podcast on what went down in Afghanistan and what he was able to reveal from what he knew. And to me, what happened there is, from a leadership perspective, absolutely, and I'm talking at the highest level of our country, unforgivable. And the fact that the media shoved it under the carpet as fast as they could is just like, to me, I can't imagine being a military family that went through all the things that happened in Afghanistan and then have it act as if it never occurred. And nobody's even talking about it. And we still have people stuck there. Yeah. So my take on that is basically the military is not really run by generals. It's run by the NCOs. It's run by the by the E six, E seven, E eights. It's it's it, it's run by the senior enlisted corps. Those are the people that make all the decisions on the ground and and do the fighting. The more you get these guys involved in somewhat of a tactical situation, such as that was making big decisions, the the, the more chance for error. And I think a lot of what happened there was a communications breakdown. The the units on the ground performed very well from everything I've heard. And I wasn't there. I don't have any, you know, first hand information, but the, the tactical you know, the tactical units on the ground, eighty second airborne and some other groups, you know, did their job, you know. It's just when you when you get the politicians involved in something, that's when it all falls apart. So there was a lot of agendas. As we all know about, we don't have to get into that here, but, you know, whatever side you're on, there were agendas and, and there are still agendas. And like I said, I don't have any firsthand information, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if there's still people over there. I can also tell you that uh, there were some things that were done above and beyond the call of duty, some, some miracles that were performed in getting people out. So it's not all bad. There was a lot of things that happened that were just amazing that can never be talked about you know so I, I think a lot of what you read and see on the news is is all the bad stuff but there's certainly some good stuff that happened as well people's lives were saved people, people were rescued there were civilians that got involved it's that's what america is all about you know everyone jumps in and gets the job done well and that's the the frustrating part about I mean, just the news the internet social media whatever everybody loves to just talk about all of the failures, everything bad, it sells newspapers, it sells ad space, the fluff pieces, so to speak, and it's not even like fluff pieces, but the good things that happen, they don't sell as well, so nobody pushes them. So all we see is negative, 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 and then the military, the government, whoever it is, just gets this bad the, uh, reputation because all you see is like, oh, look, they're just over there just, you know, screwing up, killing, you know, like not doing their job where the, we're actually yeah. doing a lot of really good things around the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The unique thing about U.S. special operations and the big military and other organizations like the FBI and the, uh, you know, the U.S. Marshal Service and Customs and Border Patrol, all these organizations, you know, 99 percent of the people are good Americans doing a, doing a great job. And, you know, in, in any organization, any organization, there's always going to be bad apples. It just so happens that in these organizations, because they're so high profile, there's combat operations and metal on metal. People, people are getting hurt. People are getting killed. Those bad apples tend to surface a lot more than they would in a Fortune 500 company. 
So it's just the way things are. And the other dynamic, too, is, like I said, there were some great things that happened over there, but they can never be talked about. You know, so you just have to, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of these guys uh, go through their whole careers never able to really talk about what they've done. And that's not why they're in it. You know, I mean, you're in it to serve. And then, uh, you know, you know, if you got to talk about it, it ain't valor. Well, and the 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 you know you, you mentioned the Fortune 500 companies or whatever. It's like like if I make a mistake in a Fortune 500 company, we might lose a few dollars. The stock might go down a point or something mm-hmm. like that. But if you make a mistake in the military, people could die, and that's like such as I, I, the burden of, of that has got to just be ridiculous in terms of like you you have to be a hundred percent. Uh, all the time otherwise people could die yeah in training like organizational training the kind of training that i do i tell these guys you know you have to you have to apply your trade you have to practice what we teach every day it's a 24 7 cycle you can never finish training go back to your wives go back to your family and just turn it off and then three months later you get called into action and turn it back on again. It doesn't work that way. You have to be clicked on 24 seven. You have to continually apply your trade. You have to practice. You have to practice what you're taught. And if you don't, people die. It's as simple as that. It's a dangerous business. You know, I mean, the, the margin of error is so small that if you make one mistake, you're going to die. And that's not the worst thing. The worst thing is not a guy making a mistake and he gets killed. Okay. You know, the guy probably deserved it. The problem is, is that other people die and those people have families and those people have kids that are never going to see their father. That's why it's important. I don't really get upset over if some guy screws up and he gets killed. (laughs) It's the other guys that get killed because one ass clown made a stupid mistake and was careless it's all those families yeah thank you for using the word ass clown on our podcast that hasn't happened yet that was a first that was a first (laughs) and we're really excited about that (laughs) um i want to talk a little bit about the families right and what that is you know the burden that's placed on them when you know someone either husband their father the brother the son you know, choose or sister or daughter chooses to serve. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a mind. I don't even know how to explain it. I'll just tell you this story. Okay. So my son, my middle son is a green beret. Okay. So when he was in Afghanistan, uh, we got a phone call and it was a lot of fighting at this point. We got a phone call. Remember, it was four o'clock in the morning and I looked at, at my cell phone and it was it was it was an area code that was from his his home base. There's only one reason why you typically get a phone call at four o'clock in the morning from a military base it's because your son or daughter has been killed in action. So I'm looking at this phone thinking, son of a bitch. I call my wife, I get her on the phone. Actually, the person at the other end of the phone was the public affairs officer. She says, can you put your wife on the phone, please? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. You know? I mean, I'm thinking my son's dead. And she says, 
there's been a terrible accident in the place, you know, that the area of operation is what we call, you know, the AO. And we just wanted to let you know that, uh, you know, there's been some casualties, but your son is okay. And we would appreciate it if you didn't answer any phone calls or contact the media, but your son is okay. Well, that had to be a gut-wrenching, like, 30 seconds. I mean, you're talking about a gut-wrenching experience. So this is what families of military spouses and children go through. You're always one phone call away from somebody saying your son or daughter died. And people die in training accidents. I've been involved in multiple training missions here in the States where, where soldiers have died. I mean, it happens all the time. We train very, very hard, you know. And that's the consequences of being family is that mental anguish of not knowing because a lot of times our soldiers go out on these rotations six months at a time. You may not hear from them, you know? I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the, the stress and anxiety that goes there. I need to clarify something, though. In every movie I've ever seen, someone shows up at the door. It's not a phone call. Are you telling me it's a phone call? Someone's not coming to the door? Well, you know, I've never experienced it. So for all I know, they, you know, they still come to the door. But they, I got the phone call and it was from the public affairs office. So I'm thinking I'm, from his base, he's overseas, heavy combat. You know, yeah. I, I expected the worst. Well, I'm glad that you got the phone call and everything was okay. And at the end of that. Um, all right. So we're, we're getting close to the end here. And I just, one final question for you before um, we start to wrap. How, what has it meant to you to be involved and be able to help train and develop these people that are in special forces? I mean, there's no uh, amount of appreciation and gratitude that I can give to the U.S. Special Forces community for allowing me into their community, into their brotherhood, to help train these guys on organizational skills, uh, how to lead people in the battle, how to communicate better with each other, how to collaborate, you know, a lot better. I'm, I'm just happy to be there. I'm just happy to be sort of a spectator, kind of looking in, in into their community from the outside in. I'll never be part of it. I'm not a Green Beret. So I, I've been especially thankful, full of gratitude for the opportunity to help our troops. Well, we appreciate that you're doing that. And um, we can I can tell you this, and I'm sure Corey will agree. We, While we have not known you long, we have known you long enough to know that they are very lucky to be learning from you because you are a very special guy. So uh, with a lot of knowledge and um you are you're you're quite the character, but in, we mean that in a really good way. So, yeah. well, thank you very much. I I appreciate being on your show. Thank yeah, you. definitely. Anybody over there who might be listening to this on Veterans Day, you are lucky to be working with Rob. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, man. I'll give a shout out to a couple of people: Pete Gold, Billy Yider, Hank Halick, the most interesting man in the world, Mister Grigo. Uh, a few others out there i love you guys and a happy happy veterans day thanks rob thanks for joining us is there before we start to wrap is there anything that we can do for you not really i mean if people want to listen 
in my podcast or if they have any executive search needs, any organizational needs, any coaching needs, uh, they can contact me at rob at mrfairfax.com. Perfect. And we will drop all of that in the show notes. So thank you for joining us, Rob, and for helping us to pull together this very special podcast for our listeners. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And most importantly, thank you to all of the men and women who have served our country. Yes. Thank you, everyone. And if you want to work with us, reach out to us on our website. Um, it's sbpace.com. We've got social media out there, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and a YouTube channel. Um, and all of that is on our website. Yep. You, we would love it if you would download and rate our podcast. If you subscribe and gave us a written review, even better. And you can reach out to us about any topics you're interested in hearing more about, or if there's a guest you would love to get up, have us interview, please let us know. And you can do that through our website. Don't forget to purchase our book, Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. There's a digital workbook download available on our website. It was a number one Amazon bestseller. And if you've already purchased it, please go out to Amazon Rate and review it. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this was BizQuick, celebrating and honoring Veterans Day across America.